Game Boys. Hey, the internet! Welcome to another episode of the Go 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 Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux. I'm your host. With me, as always, is the man who will not stop talking to me about Kingdom Hearts Three. It's Griffin Davis. Yes. Oh man. Uh, wow, guys. Uh, fans of me will know that I have not liked the trailers for Kingdom Hearts. But oh my God, come back of the century with these new trailers, guys. We had a we had a new one last week that was incredible. And now there's one that dropped five hours ago. Uh, it's a little spoilery, but it, it's just incredible. I'm just so hype. I'm just it's I, I just I don't think I've anticipated a game so much ever. I'm not sure anyone has anticipated a game <laughs> so much ever. Uh, yeah, I heard I got a text from you about the new trailer while we were talking about the show and also realized I had a face notification from you about the new trailer and I also had a face notification from you about the trailer before that. Here is the problem though. The internet isn't safe Lux because there are major Kingdom Hearts 3 spoilers on the web. That's right. Kingdom Hearts 3 has been leaked. It's Ooh. been leaked a month early. Who has access to a leaked copy of this game? <laughs> I don't know but the director sent out a message saying we know who did it. And there's nothing we can do about it now. And just please stay off the internet. <laughs> just don't go online. Just log off until it comes out. And, and I said yes. So I'm. I'm. This. We're, I'm offline. I'm off the grid for the next month and a half. Um, do you in think solidarity. the person who leaked it has been captured? Uh, hopefully they've been captured, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we've they've you know been sent to the uh, dark realm or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the la- the one takeaway I'd like to make about this new trailer, Lux, is that uh, it looks good. It doesn't look like a PlayStation Three game, which was my ultimate fear as you know we know this development has been about like 10 years on this game uh, and so i was worried that it was going to look like an old game because of that but oh boy these graphics these art styles you know it's looking really good even the dumb levels like the pirates of the caribbean level look really good Well, that was actually that level was the part i found most impressive about the trailer just because of like how successfully it changed textures and still looked good mm-hmm. um i thought that was like pretty whoa good job yeah uh, square mm-hmm. enix so yeah no the trailer looks pretty good i'm excited about it that's me and my anticipation lux what have you been playing this week oh well let me tell you if i've been playing a little game called basketball gm on the internet basketball gm so you don't play basketball you just like sit in an office well yeah it's a text-based game where you just manage the team and it's very relaxing that sounds actually more my speed i'm always into these more uh more like behind the scenes of the of the of the of the stadiums you know yeah exactly and i gotta balance you know what i'm spending on coaching and and what i'm charging for tickets and who i'm drafting and who i'm trading for so how much you how much you charging for ticks right now well right now uh my team the philadelphia cheese stakes because uh, the game auto generates the names uh we're charging uh our average ticket price is 62 dollars a game because we're a three-time defending champions dang yeah very good team really bleeding your fans look man i gotta find a way to afford this payroll dog i just gotta make it happen so what kind of game in this and what are you playing it on it's just like literally a text-based simulator and it lives in a browser and i'm playing it on my laptop Hmm. yeah i'm easing off the hardcore stuff i think soon i'm gonna try to finish trails of cold steel volume 2 uh, fans who may not know, I got to the boss fight in that game about a year and a half ago, 
and just could not beat it and haven't tried since. And I think it's time to, to get back in there. Wow. Um, that's really brave because I find that uh, especially with hard games, like once I've once I've taken a break, it's so intimidating to come back. Like, uh, for instance, uh, Hollow Knight is one of my favorite games of last year or this year, I guess. I think it came out last year, but I played it this year. Uh, so hard, so difficult. I haven't 100 percented it, but I feel like if I came back now, there'd be such a learning curve to me, like remembering how to play it. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about that, but I just got to finish this fight because then I can fucking finally finish this game. And then I can like, I'm really annoyed that the new one hasn't come out yet. It's been a long time, but I feel like that being annoyed is kind of bullshit because I haven't even beaten the old one yet. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, And so I want to be able to be annoyed and complain in like good faith. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, um, speaking of uh, good faith, I'd like to uh, bring on our guest today, someone that I have so much faith in. He's, he's, he's filled me with faith and uh, inspired me. He is a comedian, an improviser, just a hilarious dude. Dom Johnson, welcome to the podcast. What up? Thank you for having. Thank yeah, you for man. being here. I'm oh, happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you for having us. Uh, this is Dom Johnson presents the Game Boys Podcast <laughs> 2.0, baby. Yeah, no, we appreciate the new sponsor. The merger is going great. It's good to see you, Dom. I can't wait to get my Casper mattress. <laughs> We're a Lisa family over here. <laughs> <not right. laughs> mattress wars. Yeah, and all you purple idiots just don't even get in the conversation. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, get, <laughs> get straight to garbage town. So, uh, Dom, uh, I met you doing comedy out here in Los Angeles, but you are still an enigma to me. You kind of appeared out of the blue, and I wanted yeah. to get, get to know you in the only way I know how to get to know people, which is recording. <laughs> Recorded on a podcast. Hey man, yeah, I just uh, I popped up. I've been uh, around doing indie shows and took some classes at UCB. Like I'm pretty sure every single person that's been a comedian's come on this. Every single person that's podcast in that podcast, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I took UCB. <laughs> uh, I did stuff there, and then uh, you know Jillian Dunn, friend of the podcast, Jillian Dunn. Sure, she was trying to get me to come over to the pack for ever mm-hmm. and i was like nah i'm good yeah and then i started going to shows and i saw a sketch show with um 100 stuff in haymaker sure and i was like ah shit maybe this pack place might be all right <laughs> <laughs> yes the, the the sketch teams at the pack are are, are really fantastic 100 stuff is no longer a team but they were really incredible and uh haymaker one of the oldest teams at the pack is uh is infamous infamous yeah. of the pack and that's the team i'm on now <laughs> yes yeah, so it's kind of full circle uh what did you, yeah. you saw them like a year year and a half ago and, and now now you're on the team man that's kind of a sports story what a sports story what a sports movie narrative all right now we're killing it. Is that how sports work? You you watch the team on TV and then you love it so much that you're on the team like a year later? Yeah, if no, you're good. That's, how it, that's how you become a professional athlete. You just that's how Paul Jackson did enough. it. <laughs> yeah. um, but Dom, uh, let's take it back even a little bit further. Where are you from? Um, I was in Indianapolis until I was 15. And then I was in Mesa, Arizona until I was like 30. Hmm. And I moved out here. Uh, when was the point where you're like, Arizona, not hot enough? Well, there's like this kind of a comedy scene in Arizona. Okay. But there's only uh, so much that you can do. And at first, I just wanted to do stand up. And mm-hmm. I still did improv because I, I liked it. But I was like, I want to be a stand up. That's what I'm going to do. And kind of in in Phoenix, you can probably make a living opening for 
good people. Well put, opening for good people. That's basically the Austin comedy scene, too. Yeah, like, I don't want to just open for good people. Yeah, it'd be cool to be good people. See, that's the... That's how you gotta give it a go. <laughs> yeah, for real. But who knows, maybe those motherfuckers that open for good people make our money. Yeah, I mean, who... Yeah, I have no... I mean, I'm sure. I wouldn't know, because I don't want to know those motherfuckers. <laughs> Look, I'm not trying to do 10 minutes Stuck at the Chuckle Hut every Thursday right. through Monday. <laughs> That's not the life I want. No, I feel that for sure. Waiting for Doug Stanhope to show up and put you on. Uh, so there was there was a moment, though, where did you have the moment where you're like, I have to go to L.A.? Because I remember my moment was uh, was just like a series of like personal disasters. And I just looked up at the sky one day and was just like, well, I guess I got to go now. Well, like I've always wanted to uh, do comedy when I was uh, apparently my mom told me. When I was like five and they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my answer was, I wanted to either be a cartoon or a comedian. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what a cute story. <laughs> but I, I was like always writing, even in like college and shit. And then um, started doing like somehow open mics just started like popping up. Sure. In Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. So I started hitting those up, started doing some like short form improv. But then it like. Got to a point, I was like, oh, I want to go to L.A. Give it a shot. Yeah. Um, too bad that you didn't stick with the, the cartoon dream. It'd be really funny if, like, your Look. parents were like, you're, you're live action. <laughs> You'll never be a cartoon. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. <laughs> I ever told the story about what happened when they asked me in preschool what I wanted to be when I grew up? Uh, no. Oh, because they did. And my answer was no hesitation. Just like, art thief. <laughs> 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 That's a way better answer than mine. Now, had you been inspired by an art thief? I bet or? I, you know, I bet I like watched a movie with my dad the night before or something because I was like, you know, mm-hmm. four years old or whatever. But like, I just remember my parents told that story a bunch of times. I just was like, art thief. My preschool teacher was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> my father was an art thief. His father was an art thief. His father's father was an art thief. We've been doing it for years. It's what we do. Um, but Dom, so that's how you got into comedy. But let's talk about video games. What were, like, when did you start? How big are you? First of all, how big into video games are you? Are they a big part of your life right now or just like a side thing? Right now, have varying levels of people who have played games. You right know. now, not at all. I mm-hmm. think it just tapered off as I got older. So when I was like little, oh man, I, I fucking, I was playing everything. Sure. I'm like Nintendo and Super Nintendo. And then, uh, and then it kind of just became fighting games and sports games, but like any sports game and any fighting game. Mm hmm. Things that you can pick up and play, but not something that you're spending like 40 hours on yeah. or something like that. And then it became just Madden, and then it became nothing. <laughs> what a healthy, healthy experience. Like, that's a, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Well, like, the, the, the reason I stopped playing Madden is because, like, I stopped being able to get all my friends in one room to play. And, like, mm-hmm. playing some fucking kid online the worst. isn't fun. Like, if I can't talk shit to your face... Mm-hmm. And like, be like, oh, this is my friend, not just some nerd. Mm-hmm. Now, playing online, I never played an online sports game. It's like, I feel like, is it just really hard to win, like online, or can you yeah, like, beat people up online? Because essentially, like playing with it, like actual people who don't like just play Madden all day. It's like, oh, we all have like a basic skill level. Mm-hmm. But then you get people who just like understand the mechanics, don't even like football, but they like get the timing and they have it. And I was like, this isn't even like fun. Like, how's this fun for you? Right. 
like there's no you don't you don't because I've talked to a guy like that he uh I mean he went on tour so he's probably making money playing Madden but <laughs> I'm like is that fun he's like no it's just a like there's no difference <laughs> between not. that game and any other game well, it's just sure. yeah like Madden has they're like top level mechanics in Madden that you can like master that make you super good at it like one thing you can do is like switch players and you like if you throw the ball to a guy you can switch to you control the guy you're throwing it to and then like control him to catch it which like ups their catch rate a bunch or whatever. And so, like, if you're super good at all these high-tech techniques, then, like, yeah, you're just playing this weird, like, game of, like, catch with yourself and scoring infinite touchdowns. But it's not, like, <laughs> yeah, a fun basically. thing to do. And then also, it's like, yeah, just like, yeah, like, playing against the computer is, like, rarely fun in any game. So, it's just, like, it's the reason I'm not getting, it's the reason I'm not getting Super Smash right now. Um, it's just, like, everyone is trying to convince me to buy this new Smash game, but I just guarantee that it's not that fun to play by yourself. And I rarely have two or three other people over, like, yeah, to play I, stuff I haven't played, I don't, I haven't played that game a lot but the times that i have played it it's been like 10 or 15 people just like that's that's what we're doing right now it's yeah. like we just came over to <laughs> have some beers and play super smash brothers but i don't want to play you online mm-hmm. i don't need your, your switch code or whatever and especially yeah yeah the the oh god the notorious <laughs> switch codes yeah, man oh man i don't care i like to play people in smash online because i'll kill anyone anytime i just fucking love to kill um, but the switch code is insanely frustrating. But Lux, isn't the isn't the I heard the lag is bad. Um, yeah, I haven't even gotten past dealing with just like the weird infra- interface of the switch code. I just keep giving up and then like playing Patrick. But like, uh, the like I hear the latency and like the lag just like makes it like unplayable. I haven't online. even gotten that far, but I believe it. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. Let's all just make some friends. Yeah, for real. <laughs> that's, just, that's the lesson we need to learn. Yeah, friendship. That's what video games are about. <laughs> yeah, so true. So absolutely true. Especially this game, which I think that's about as good a segue as any to what we're going to mm-hmm. talk about today. But Griffin, I think you got some stuff you want to say. Well, you know, it's really great that you brought on something that, that is close to your heart and your, and your lifestyle of video games. So I think before yeah. we talk about this game, we should hear a little bit of history about this game. Madden NFL is an American football video game series named after Pro Football Hall of Famer John Madden. The series has released a new game annually since 1988, and by current 2018 metrics, the franchise has sold over 130 million copies worldwide. But the journey has not always been easy. Our story takes us to the year 2005, when Microsoft was secretly courting game studios to work on launch titles for their yet-to-be-revealed Xbox 360. Microsoft wanted Madden 06 to be a next-gen launch title for the 360, but the team at EA had been developing the game for the PS2 and GameCube engine. To switch everything to next-gen mid-development cycle would be an incredible challenge, and on top of that, Microsoft wanted them to release a trailer showcasing the game that very same year at E3. EA accepted this challenge, but foolishly hired an outside studio to craft a next-gen trailer to the game while they worked on the actual nuts and bolts. The Madden 06 trailer released at E3 is known as one of the biggest hoaxes in video game history. The trailer showcased graphics and gameplay that were so next-gen that they were unachievable for any real game studio in 2005. It featured gameplay elements like close-ups of players breathing and x-ray vision bone-breaking that didn't enhance the game but distracted from what people loved about the series. Yet the world had seen it and expectations were now set for EA that they would never able to meet. 
The game released as a launch title in late 2005 to mixed reception with some fans appreciating the big swings and others claiming it doomed the series for the next half decade. But the final say on the game has never officially been set in stone until today. This week, Dom Johnson brings the boys Madden 06. I'm hyped. I'm hyped now. I uh, famously hate sports games, um, but this is like, this is such a story. Like for, cause here, here, to me, here's the beauty of Madden, especially for somebody who's been playing it. I've probably been playing Madden until I stopped every year from like, like 92 to fucking, I don't know, 2010, 2011. I played it every single year. Every year. So like, you just have those buttons, this, in your memory, sure. And so, anything that changes that, it's like it's like breaking up the home. So, but they they, they make slight modifications. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, so I can get used to that. Like with the hit stick, mm-hmm. that's something that you can add. Sure, easily. I thought like that how you tackle in the game. Yeah. Right? So you can mm-hmm. like instead of just like running up to him, I'm gonna be asking them. the lame questions. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can like then you started being able to like do like more like cool juke moves and mm-hmm. like big spins or tight spins or you can. You know, lob the ball. You can throw a tight spiral. Like those were like welcome additions. But because, but because the, they because they kept the foundation the yeah. same. Like there's accoutrements and like new decorations and like accents. But like for the majority of the series, they've like they've kept a core foundation, right? At yeah. least I would say for each console generation, right? Yeah, like big leaps between consoles, probably in like graphics and just like the way it looked. But uh, like this game was always about making it seem like you were kind of like watching a game of football, right? For just sure. From like the perspective, like almost like you were watching like a TV. Yeah. Right. Like, so Griff, to give you a scale, a sense of scale for like the kind, the level of tweaks we're talking about is like, uh, Don mentioned this, but like it used to be like, oh, if you want to throw to a guy, you press like the button over his head. And then it became, if you want to throw the ball to a guy really hard, you hold the button down. And if you want to throw it to him so it stays in the air longer, you throw it, press the button for less time. And it was like that small of a change. Like it was tweaks on that scale. Like, right. Like that minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, started being kind of able like to throw a head of them or... some, would, some would describe as lazy <laughs> um, um, or no. faithful depending on the <laughs> <Yeah>. interpretation because <laughs> I think uh, what, what really keeps people coming back to these games right is, is just the new rosters right as well yeah I mean that's like to me that's like the great thing about it because before you could update the rosters now to me one of the, the best things about Madden is the automatic roster generator if, what, what does that mean? If, if Tom Brady is hurt in real life, he's hurt in the game. Or if somebody... Oh, Jesus. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's, like, so it's like online features that like update if, the players. If you want to play that way. Okay, you can turn that off. You can turn that off, but... Is there a way to make him injured forever? Um, is that a feature? In our hearts. <laughs> in our hearts and minds. But I feel like he'll play for another seven or ten years until he's 100 years old. Yeah, who is the oldest football player ever? Is there like a record? I think it's Adam Vinatieri, the kicker on the Patriots right now. He's like 45. Okay, so you can like you can kick the ball for until you. It's until for sure you a kicker. Yeah, it's a kicker. Yeah, mm-hmm. Derek Anderson might be. Yeah, like, I think Adam Vinatieri might be right now. I think Derek Anderson played like legit till he was like 50. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> People hey, are so weird. And kickers it's a good get gig so if you can old. get it. Yeah, no, for sure. It's a good job if you can hold on to it. But okay, so 06 was particularly unique for a couple of reasons, right? Like, 
if it brought in my only my major fond memory of 06 is that it started the my superstar mode right yeah that was fun that was cool and you could import your character from nfl street now can we explain what what my superstar mode is okay so i'll explain the part that isn't super weird first so you play as like a player on the team so the way there used to be a franchise mode where you play as like the general manager and make trades and stuff this new mode you played as like one guy on the team like the quarterback or the running back or the wide receiver or whatever sure and you'd like sort of like rpg ish go through it and every play you just control your guy and like try to do your best job the weird thing was the way you created characters was you'd pick two parents like you would randomly <laughs> oh auto generate God. two parents <laughs> and you'd like wait so it's until like the, it's like the, it's like fallout 4 yeah kind of and you'd have to wait until it had like a good it would be like father an olympic sprinter with a phd from harvard and then like mother like a, a wnba basketball player who loves uh, shooting guns i don't know <laughs> and then it'd be like combine them and you get like a tier one quarterback with great <laughs> speed with, with with guns for hands <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, or be that, you or you could play as Mega characters Man. from um, from NFL Street too. And so I had my my own city NFL Street character, Beef Smith, um, played like 15 seasons in the NFL, won a bunch of MVPs, and that was cool. And that was my favorite thing about about 06. But it also had a bunch of other weirder problems. Yeah. So normally we start with the story of games, but because this game doesn't really have like a, like a narrative, we should just kind of like break down um, each of these each of these like gameplay features. And I think the first one we should probably talk about um, is the, the the cone vision. Oh my! This, the passing God. field of cone vision, which, uh, if I was correct, is the first time that's ever been in a Madden game. Yeah. It was the the, the problem with the cone was one. If you're playing defense, you can see who they're throwing to. But two, like Peyton Manning's cone was the whole field. <laughs> like, I legit, love that. That's so funny. Legit the whole field. But the way we would play, the way me and my friends would play just to keep everything like more or less fair. So you didn't get one dude who's like, I want to play as the last person that won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like you just play as the team that you like in real life. So I... I would pick the Bucks, and I was like, "All right, well, they generally had a pretty good defense and some offensive weapons." But I, goddamn, Jeff Garcia, and his cone was less than the size of <laughs> the little characters and shit. So I'm like, "I can't, I can't throw the ball. <laughs> this is this is impossible, and it's not fun, and I hate it." Because my brother was a he's a Colts fan, so of course he's like, "No, no, leave the cone on. This is great." And he's just fucking. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like it's like you're telegraphing what you're gonna do when when yeah. you're playing against someone. It's like the same way that uh, when you when I used to play like those old 007 games with split screen with someone. It's like you're supposed to not look at the other side of the screen, but you're looking at the other side of the screen the whole time. I mean, I mean it's people the same would thing actually for screen looking was this major sin. It yeah. was like no, it's an inevitability, dude. It's like if we're looking at the same screen. It's literally impossible for me to not hey, see. Hey, hey, I'm gonna go honor system in Madden. <laughs> Says that you don't look at the other player's screen when they're picking when they're picking plays sure sure but then what do you just close your eyes for the no, code you vision just, you just look at your shit look <laughs> yeah. at your shit yeah, yeah. be aware of down and distance mm -hmm. be aware of your opponent's tendencies mm -hmm. and don't don't be like looking at his uh don't be looking at his plays yeah. just get that scouting report be looking at the scouting report yeah like no 
who who throws bombs every fourth down instead of punting? If only there was some sort of uh, some sort of TV invention that was like Battleship, where there was like two TVs like smashed together, and like you could be on each side. Like I don't I'm, I'm, like why didn't they ever build that? Because that sounds complicated <laughs> and unnecessary. I think <laughs> I would have been into it. Like, hey, can you bring no, your TV no over? No one wants that. It only serves one very specific purpose. I think I think it might have sold like hotcakes for like. Like six months uh, in like the nineties. Once all the rich people had them, <laughs> yeah. Once rich people got them all, they would just sold out. So yeah. So the, so this cone thing. I, I also feel like uh, part of because these games are always like there's an additional decoration or additional feature they add it took like a while to get rid of that feature right like yeah, that, it that was, feature what kept on for a few more games like they kept it in but you eventually were able to like turn it off. Right. It wasn't the default. Yeah quarterback mode like mm-hmm. you could play with it but i even though my brother like uh was a like a Colts fan legit i don't think he liked it i don't think anybody liked the vision cone like that was a dude at ea sports who was just like i need to justify my fucking position it seemed yeah it seems like someone it seems like i would make that gameplay feature like someone who doesn't understand football well i feel like it was a dumb response to nfl 2k5 or whatever the like espn sponsored game having first person mode yeah because first person mode was fucking fire um some people didn't like it but i'll tell you they're wrong and it's great and i feel like the vision mode was like something responsive to that that was like get more in like the space of the quarterback and now you have to make more decisions right so it's more real and it's like maybe but you did it in the worst possible way and it also ended up being kind of racist uh how so that was always that was like a big internet thing when it happened was that like because it correlates directly to awareness and like the dudes at EA like notoriously give black and non-white quarterbacks lower awareness. Jesus. They all had like this built-in disadvantage where like their cone was super tiny. That and that's like a re- that's like a real thing or like a like a conspiracy theory. Um I mean it's like like, like those are actual stats in the game that you I can mean, like, well, you look at. I mean, you put Stevie Wonder on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they would just awareness was a stat that would change that. And so like Donovan McNabb for instance like a notoriously accurate quarterback with a tiny cone because they were like he's not that aware. And people were like, well, maybe they just don't like Dominic Mab, or like, maybe it's because they're racist. Who knows? But people were like, this is a little weird, huh? Every black quarterback has a 99 speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 55 accuracy. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no, Madden has that problem. Um, it's also, they had that problem in NBA Live for a while. Like, all the big white dudes could shoot threes okay. And it was like, a lot of these big white dudes cannot shoot. So and I've never met a big white dude that couldn't shoot a three. <laughs> like, I feel like if I just threw a basketball at a big white dude he would just be able to he would he, there wouldn't even be a hoop he would just still shoot his three. Oh, it would be like oh yeah you don't play smash because incineroar summons the wrestling ring but never mind mm, yeah mm-hmm. tough oh maybe i should spend 65 dollars to understand that reference Me you too. probably should <laughs> but you were trying to get people to spend 400 on a tv with a wall in the middle of it <laughs> hey i didn't i didn't price it yet but that sounds good i was just fair. doing a quick add up 175 <laughs> for each tv and 50 for the wall <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, That's pretty good for a wall. Um, So, yeah, uh, that sounds really dicey. And uh, I didn't do enough research to have an opinion on that. Um, And but we can uh, I think all agree that's a that's a bad feature. Just like the reason why it wasn't fun is at least for me, what makes Madden fun is like they're coming to get you. You got the ball. You got to throw it to a guy. You got like four seconds to make this choice and calculate the best possible move. 
And then that's already four seconds that are extremely busy with thinking and calculating. And then the game's like, and also make sure you're looking at the right guy. Yeah. Is like such an unnecessary and bullshit addition that makes an already like it was like the perfect balance of like stressful and fun decision making. Hmm. And then they added one more variable that made it way overcooked hmm. and like confusing and difficult and not fun anymore. Hmm. Um, so then moving on, uh, what's like, what's the next feature we should tackle here, guys? Get it? Tackle. Oh, very oh, good. You heard of sports. I'm, I'm um, fucking out of so, here. Heard of him. <laughs> Dom is <right>. leaving. <laughs> well, and he's going to have to the... climb over the fence like he's done before because <laughs> my gate does not have a handle. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> Real um, neat. I got a li- I have the um the soundtrack in front of me, the notoriously awful soundtrack to Madden 06. Right, because I think uh, all sports games always have the current kind of zeitgeist music, right? Like yeah. they're supposed to be hip, right? I don't think any of them. I've never listened to a Madden soundtrack and be like, this is fucking dope. Oh, is it more NBA that has the good uh, or do sports game sports games have to me songs? personally? I, I just like I, I I never gave a shit about the music. And if it feels up to me, I just turn it off. Like, I don't need or, to hear Advanced Sevenfold or while like, the yeah, fucking or like screen loads your, or whatever. Yeah, it's like I am already playing Advanced Sevenfold like on my on my on my constantly. Box. What? <laughs> Griffin made me turn it down. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, can we just play Avenged Sevenfold in the background? <laughs> uh, like, honestly, that may, that may have improved the podcast. Um, <laughs> gonna fuck up the mix. But yeah, no, how, how do you feel about music in the game's Lux? I think they're fine. I think Dom's basically right. None of them really slap. Occasionally, they have a couple of pretty good songs on them. But they're mostly just made like, they're like, what genre of music most appeals to the type of people who mostly buy this game? Yeah. And then it's like generic versions of that type of music, which is why the Madden soundtracks are always fun because Madden has a lot of crossover appeal between like a lot of different types of people, like dads and rednecks and youths and like everyone basically who likes football, which is most of America. And oh, so yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, the music can't be good because they're playing so, to a weird fan base. Well, the thing that they do that is fun is instead of sort of being like, what's the most inoffensive music we could choose? They just are like a little bit for you and a little bit for you and a little sure. bit for you until it's an insane mix of songs here. Yeah. An insane mix of songs like this one that I wrote down because I'm a <laughs> useless person. It's songs including The All-American Rejects, Night Drive, Avenged Sevenfold, nice. Bat Country, Blood for My Valentine, Four Words to Choke Upon, Bump J, Move Around, Chameleon Air, Hating Your Eyes, Disturbed, oh 10,000 Fists, Fall Out Boy, Dance Dance, Finch, Wow, Inc. What a weird... <laughs> wow. So it's, it's really like someone is just tuning the radio, like totally. just changing stations. If we skip forward a little bit, we've got a streak of Godsmack bring it on hot hot heat picking it up memphis bleak like that nine black alps cosmopolitan hmm. now I, I remember when we had uh joseph pleasance on talking about tony hawk pro skater 2 that uh, what the tony hawk games do good is like they really did find like the right genres that worked with skateboarding and like we love like the soundtrack from like those early games but it's just yeah it seems like they kind of just like paint just kind of like paint the whole wall uh of, with songs in this game they're just Pretty like much. people are gonna want some hip-hop on here right here's four randomly selected hip-hop songs and we're gonna need some like weightlift bro songs like here's four of those and i guess some like pop punk because it's 2006 here you go like it was a real fuck mess and it sucks ass but i i think uh it I think it was like two years after uh, 06 came out where they uh, added uh, Tony Bruno 
you could like just listen to him basically do a radio show. And I was like, this is fucking incredible. Like I was into that. I was listening. To, I was into like. You mean like they were like spectating? You're like, no, it was game. like a, he's, he's like a, like a, I guess famous for a sports talk mm-hmm. guy, but he's a sports talk guy. Mm-hmm. And he would just some of like after a while, he would obviously start talking about the same shit, but right. he had like a little radio show. And I was so, like, yeah, this it's is like kind of like a, it's kind of like the Grand Theft Auto games, like where they have their, they, in, in their game radio, they have like talk shows and like, and yeah. like in radio shows that are, that are like fun to listen to. So that's a, I think that would, that's more true to like the sports experience mm-hmm. than Fallout Boy and Chameleon Air. <laughs> a match yeah. made in uh, heaven. <laughs> a match made in sports heaven. <laughs> yeah, all those aggressive 13 year old girls <laughs> playing Madden. So uh, I know that they. Like I did in the research, they talked about this this injury, this this like bone breaking X ray system. Did that make it into the game? I don't think so. I, I don't, don't think that was a feature in football games until the release of uh, NFL Blitz: The League. Hmm. Yeah, because um, based on my research, maybe it was in the trailer, but that there was like moments where it would do like tight zooms and like you'd see like a bone break. Yeah, that 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 wasn't a thing. I think if anything, that changed with like the injury mechanics is. I guess it was like less random than it had been mm-hmm. previously. Uh, Cause it seems like before you do got hurt when he got hurt. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's not because he got hit coming across the middle on a slant route or your quarterback got blindsided or something. It's just like, well, the AI in the game decided that this was the time for somebody to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But I think of this one, if you got rocked then I think the probability got like went up that you got hurt. But there, there was no like fucking zooming in on ankles exploding. Right. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat. I mean, it's like Man. I'm gonna post the trailer on our Instagram. Like the trailer is wild. Like to this day, it looks like a game that like they probably like it looks like the graphics today almost like that. But back in like 2005, I still kind, I still kind of remember, kind of remember that time, like seeing that trailer and being like. Holy shit! I gotta play this game more than anything in the whole world. Yeah, it right. looked and like the game and being like, "The fuck the is shit. this code?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. It was like it was really this like um, this. I think there was like from PlayStation One to PlayStation Two, there was definitely like an arguable like jump in like graphics and gameplay. But I think like when when they were trying to jump from the PlayStation Two to and, and the Xbox to like th- Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty and PlayStation Three, there was this there was this culture of of next gen. Like everything had to be just like superficially next gen. Like it wasn't about making a better game; it was about like being the most next gen in whatever what that meant to those companies. Like, um, well, I remember being amazed the first time in a Madden game where you could like see their arms and legs actually move yeah. I was like this is this is fucking incredible yeah like Madden 2000 or some shit where they just stopped being like little fucking yeah blocks that moved little around pegs that move around yeah there's even a funny shot in the trailer that shows off the movement of limbs like <laughs> a football player makes a touchdown and then does a, a victory dance where but it's like it looks absurd but he does this like weird little like wavy like chicken dance uh and it's like a very silly look, um, but it's but I'm sure people back then were like, "Oh my God, look at the way his yeah. arms are wiggling." That's, yeah, for that's sure they were. One hundred percent true. <laughs> um, so um, I also mentioned in the history that it felt like this game kind of poisoned the franchise. What, like, how long do you think it really t- took for the franchise to like make a true comeback? I think until. Uh Shit, maybe like two years ago. Okay, that, wow. All right. I think so yeah. because that's when they uh very recently is when they first started having uh the stats matter in like in real time 
uh, how you threw the ball actually matters. So like uh, Lux was saying earlier about how you could just tap the button to lob it or hold it down to throw it hard. Like then you also have to like make sure that you are you leading the receiver are you throwing it behind him because it's like a like a they're on the sideline? Sure. Like so, there's so much more that you had to do that yeah. I think enhanced the gameplay without making it like super difficult because it was shit that you were already like naturally doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, anyway. there's like little added nuances to like add more strategy to it, so it's not just like pressing Y to like. Yeah. throw the hail mary or whatever basically and like uh they took away like the cheapness of the game mm-hmm. like there were some quarterbacks tom brady peyton manning if you just throw a deep pass yeah. the guy's probably gonna catch it that was the only times i've played madden that was the only thing i did yeah, <laughs> it's like, like that's all i know how to do <laughs> going for it on fourth down yeah. now if you go for it on fourth down when you normally wouldn't the probability of you getting that goes down that's just built into the game, mm-hmm. which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have a quarterback or a team that can like go for it on fourth down and it doesn't make sense if it's the first quarter and it's like fourth and 30, don't fucking go for it just because you have a crazy quarterback. Right. The computer's not going to let you do that anymore. So, yeah. Well, so it sounds like it took a decade to really shake off the, the memories of this game. Um, is there any final features we should talk about before we go to a commercial break? I'm good. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, then we'll see you after the break, guys. Hey, Dom, quit looking at my screen. Bro, you knew that I was going to do a halfback dive so you fucking stacked the box. This is bull. I can't trust my friends. Is there anything that can solve this? Look, you've got to stop fighting. I've got the answer for you. It's me, the inventor, Griffin Davis. And I've created an incredible thing today. What is it, you genius man? Well, it's two TVs, but I put a wall in between them. And so you can play your video games and it's you can be on one side of the wall and your friends on the other side. It's a foot of concrete in between you. Whoa! How much does something like that cost? Uh, $400. $175 for each TV and $50 for the wall. I think that's not only a steal, but I think you should be president. Well, you got it's good news for you. I'm the president now. Yay! Don't trust your friends. <laughs> Yo, internet, what's up? Welcome back to the Game Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This podcast, my name is still Lux. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis. Your guest is still Dom Johnson. We are still talking about Madden 06. Now is a part of the podcast where we rate that game, boys. Here's how it works. We go around in a little circle, giving ratings on a scale from one to five joysticks and some final thoughts about the game. Dom, you are the guest, so common courtesy dictates you go first, so take it away. And again, start with your final thoughts and then give your rating. It just sounds much better to say it the other way, though, in this yeah, course yeah, of the I mean, sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Madden holds a special place in my heart. Sure. And ultimately, even a disaster, terrible mm-hmm. Madden game is better than any football game. Nay, any game, period. Wow. That could ever be made. Sure. <laughs> so all the cone was an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> I have to give it three joysticks. Sure. For being sure. a Madden game. Yeah. Yeah. It's it still technically has his name on the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Griff, what about you? Um I, I really liked uh learning about this game because it was a game that took big swings. 
And I really appreciate that uh, from games. Actually, my biggest complaint about sports games is is that they don't take enough big swings year to year. I understand that it's controversial, that it's like rewriting the Bible or something like that, um, and that people just like want a foundation uh, that's just like niced up. I think that's personally lazy, um, and I respect that this game took some big swings. And ultimately, a lot of this game's failures, I feel like, and the expectations set for it, weren't the video game maker's fault, but Microsoft's fault and this random company that made this trailer. So um, this game, to me, is a one out of five joysticks, but I think it took big swings, and I think that a lot of it's not its fault. So I'm going to give it an extra joystick because, you know, uh, history. So two out of five. Sure. Nice. History. Very good. <laughs> um, so here's my personal connection with this game. It was the first Madden game that came out after they got like the strict ownership of the NFL license. And the year before ESPN had put out uh, NFL 2K5, I believe. This game had the first person mode. It also had the cool halftime show that replayed plays from the game you were playing or even a game you were simulating and it would just populate the plays with like random play generators. And it was cool as hell. And I was like, man, video games have gotten so cool. And then they were like, this game doesn't exist anymore. Instead, you get the vision cone. Um, and that really sucked and it bummed me out and I've actually never gotten a Madden game since then. I played NCAA football games, Jesus, but I haven't played a Madden game since 06. Jesus, I haven't I played it. Madden games since 06. What a co- cone of shame. Yeah. And, uh, well, cause it was just like, man, this last game that the ESPN people put out was so cool and so innovative. And this one is so boring and all the innovations are bad. And so I stopped and I play, I still, I'll still play NFL street. I love that game. Um, but yeah, this one really killed my vibe on the Madden thing. And so for that, it gets one joystick out of five for me. Mm. You know, I, I love that you brought this game on. Thank you for bringing this game to us. Yeah, you know, man. we like talking about interesting games and we love when someone brings on something that isn't just like obviously good, you know? Yeah. So, so I, pre- I appreciate that. And now Lux, take it away. Now that we've read this game, it's time for everybody's favorite segment made entirely out of segments. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, it's time for the segment segment of we, this is the part where Griffin and I present segments. I.e. little games or stupid things we made up to you, the guest. And then we play these stupid games and shit together. Griffin, do you have a segment this week? Absolutely, guys. Welcome back to Two Truths and a High Madden Edition. That's right. I'm going to say three facts. Two of them are truths, and one of them is something I wrote when I was high. Fact number one. Nintendo once met with EA to collaborate on a crossover Mario NFL game, but John Madden thought that the characters of Mario weren't tough enough to be football players. Fact number two, early copies of a Madden game drew ire from New Yorkers for accidentally switching the rosters of players between the New York Jets and New York Giants. Fact number three, a certain Madden game featured a death ambulance that would pick up players on the field who were injured in the game. However, the ambulance would often run over the other players in the process. Um, If you guys can both uh, let me know when you're ready and let me know if you need me to repeat any of those. Um, the ambulance is one hundred percent true. Yeah, that one's real for that one's real for sure. Everybody who plays Madden remembers the ambulance. <laughs> um, I feel like the other two both are uh, likely, but the more likely is that Madden actually would say that cartoon characters aren't tough enough. So I'm going to say that you came up with the other New York one, one. The New York one. Yeah, I accidentally switched the rosters. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same-sy-wamesy. Guys, 
you're both wrong. Whoa. One Madden game, they accidentally did switch the rosters of the New York Jets and New York Giants teams to the ire of New Yorkers. The high is that Mario uh, was once going to be in NFL, but he wasn't tough enough. Obviously, Mario is tough AF. Yeah, but I could super imagine this old football man, those old yeah. football yeah, no, man yeah. being yeah. like, oh, Mario could never make it. Let's see Mario run three yards up the gut in a cold night in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, like, Alright, man, we, you missed the whole point of this. You mean old man. <laughs> That's where the uh, truth right, came from. Griffin, me. That was very, that was a very good one. Um, and I've got a segment, same segment. I've got most of the time. It's another rousing game of do they eat ass this week. It's also Madden edition. <laughs> okay. Um, the way this game works is I pick three characters in video game history, or in this case, Madden cover history. And we decide whether it is through combative conflict or cooperative conversation, whether or not these respective people eat ass first on the list. We're going in alphabetical order is Brett Favre. Does Brett Favre eat ass? Okay. Now I am going to, as a non-sports watcher i'm going to google image each one of these people um and judge a book by its cover oh i really thought i picked three that you'd know who they are no i have no idea who that is from the wranglers commercials does that help oh <laughs> wow now he's got like a big beard is that has he always had this this weird beard no he was a scruffy guy when he played he didn't have like a big beard uh <laughs> okay, a uh, hilarious uh, news article headline that I'm not going to read. Oh, what uh, about him accidentally saying the anti-Semitic stuff on camera? Yeah. Yes. Brett Favre duped by white supremacists into making anti-Semitic <laughs> statement or something. Yeah, uh, very funny. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. That that tells me a lot about him, actually. Um, what do you guys think? I'll, um, I'll take y'all's leads on these. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Brett Favre does eat ass. He was a uh, he he was he got in trouble for like being kind of a creepy freak uh, with the, the the Jets. He like oh yeah he sent his dick to that lady. Sent a dick to the lady like saying nasty shit. What I would do to you and all this. And I'm assuming some of it was probably eating ass. Oh yeah, I'm actually I'm seeing the texts right now on Google Image, and yeah, he does mention it. Does See? he really? No, I don't, I'm not finding these texts. <laughs> no, I mean, I think they're out there. I, mean, yeah, just I agree Google for that exact Favre reason. Brett Favre's a weird sex freak. Brett Favre probably eats ass. Um, all right, next up, we got alleged murderer Ray Lewis. <laughs> Jesus. I'm going to say Ray Lewis doesn't eat ass because he'd be like, Jesus doesn't want me to eat ass. Yeah. But he's okay with me murdering people. Yeah, he like he's totally mistaken like what Jesus is all about. Yeah. Um I yeah, feel like maybe he ate ass once, but ate the whole person's whole ass and they died and he'll never do it again. <laughs> he, he definitely <laughs> ate someone's butt. <laughs> yeah, like but, ate the whole Like physically ate it though. It wasn't like a sex thing. He just yeah, ate no, somebody's butt. For sure. <laughs> he did it once, but he did it wrong. <laughs> he, he thought he was doing it right. Yeah, so he accidentally killed a lady and now he doesn't do it anymore. That sounds right. And last but not least, the dumbest funny guy in the world, Rob Gronkowski. Does Rob, does Gronk eat ass? Fuck it's yeah. It's funny that you thought I would know who that guy is. Uh, let's see. He's I mean, it sounds, fucking famous. Sounds like a hockey player. Rob um, Gronkowski is very famous. Yeah, everybody knows Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, he's Gronk, dude. I mean, it, it mean, if he's Gronk, it's a hard yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> yeah, he fu- he fucking definitely eats ass. And uh, I think he'll fucking tell you. Like, if you ask him, like, right now, yo, my man, you eat ass? He'd be like, shit. Here's a picture of me eating ass. Yeah, no doubt. I actually thought that Gronk was too easy, but I was having a really hard time coming with three football players. I thought Griffin might know who they were. Michael Vick? 
Yeah, Michael Vick, Tom Brady, and uh, Manning are the three football players I could name. Yeah, I thought about Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. And Michael, I think those of all were the other three that I was thinking about. But I didn't want to talk about dogfighting, but then I just did anyway. And now here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope Giselle gets her ass eaten. That's a fourth. That's a fourth edition. Yeah. Well, Tom Brady likes to kiss his kids on the mouth. So do with that information what you will. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a whole ass eating family. Yeah. Oh, that's a, well, the Brady's that, are a weird family. Well, well, like always, we end on a sour note. <laughs> <laughs> we always end on a brown note um dom you've been fucking awesome where can people find more stuff from you i'm sure they will you know follow me on the uh interwebs at the dom johnson um like we mentioned earlier i'm on a pack theater house sketch team called uh haymaker we go up every third wednesday of the month and in fact if you're listening to this this morning wednesday morning when this is released Come to the Pack Theater. Oh yeah, tonight. Tonight at eight o'clock, baby. It's gonna be packed. It's gonna be a hot show. I got a sketch in. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be good times. Get in line early because it's gonna sell out. Oh, standing room only, baby. That shit is happening. Mm-hmm. I believe it. As for me, uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram at the Griffin Davis or Game Boys Pod on Instagram, guys. Please send us a DM on Instagram and slide in, and we'll read it on the show. Or just slide into my DMs. I might eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a mite it's a mite <laughs> yeah you know oh you, you know dare to dream um <laughs> for me you as always can find me on twitter at ml surfboard you can find the videos i make at wisecrack you can also find them at party world wrestling on facebook if you watch all the promos and we have a highlight reel of the last show and some other cool stuff there so go check that shit out it's very cool <laughs> That's about it. We'll have reviews for you guys next week. If you wrote a new one this week, I'm sorry, but we'll hear about it soon. That means we're on the podcast. And we'll talk to you guys later. I am your host. My name is Lux. Your host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Dom Johnson. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your international music is by Matthew Morton. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. Madden 2006. <laughs>